All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 41 of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I am Parker Fields here, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. And today we got a fun episode. We're going to talk about the Bengals' 27-10 win over the Buffalo Bills this past weekend. We're going to talk about Xavier basketball. Uh, we going one and one last week and uh, going to a number 13 ranking. And we're going to talk about UC basketball. And we're going to talk about a little bit about Scott Rowland being inducted into the into the Baseball Hall of Fame, former Red. And uh, lastly, we'll get into the Chiefs-Bengals preview, give you our picks for that game. But, uh, yeah, guys, um, we can get right into this. Uh, Donnie, yeah. what's your first takeaway from that Bengals win over the Bills this weekend? That was great. <laughs> the One of the best top-to-bottom, given the circumstances, one of the best performances I've ever seen out of the Bengals, if not the best. Like, that was just – they. They were they controlled it start to finish. Like the only kind of real danger they had was Buffalo's chance to double dip at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. And they only allowed a field goal out of that, out of those two possessions. So never any danger that actually came to fruition and just really impressed. Go into Buffalo and do that. That doesn't happen, man. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, was that their first playoff loss in franchise history? At home? Second in the second. Stadium. They're 13-2 now, yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was the first or second. Um, Yeah, that was super impressive. And the way we won was, like, not how we expected it. Like, both of us were predicting a blow uh, – not a blowout. A uh, – what's where I'm looking for? Not a blowout. A shootout. Uh, a shootout, shootout game yeah. this weekend, and we did not get that whatsoever. Like, the Bengals were ready for a shootout. Their offense definitely could have scored more points and – like if the Bills were doing something, but the Bengals definitely went for a more conservative play con because they were like, we can just manhandle this team offensively and just pound the rock the entire game, and it worked. Like Mixon yeah. had his best game of the year, in my opinion, based on like oh, yeah. the talent. Aside he was from playing the Panthers against. game, but even that game, like yeah, he was great. But like I'm talking about like the the talent stakes, the, talent level, the yeah. stakes, and who they're playing is what I'm saying. Yeah. It was probably his best game of the year, and he oh, looked yeah. great. And weirdly, like, he wasn't even really in the passing game this game, and he's been in the passing game really all year, but it was just his, him in the run game was dominant this weekend. Yeah, you're not kidding. They had, what what was it, seven drives that weren't, like, end of the half or the kneel down drive. So they, they got into the five, inside the Bills five on five of those seven possessions. Like, that's just, that's incredible. Like, yeah. I don't care. You're in the playoffs. Like there's that secondary is good, man. They're really oh, good. Yeah. Like I know the the line, I know the offensive line. Which side note, wasn't expecting that either. Bengals side offensive line was was dominating. I don't think anybody was expecting and, the Bengals offensive uh, offensive line to be dominant. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, but when they they were dominating in the run game, it's like they were using the snow to their advantage. Like they were pushing the defensive linemen wherever the wherever the frick they wanted. <laughs> and it worked, man. They were just – what was that well, – do you remember the one play? Um, kind of what I'm talking about. Hakeem Adeniji just comes around on the pool tackle and just pancakes their their nickel yeah, corner, yeah, yeah. Taron Johnson. Like, that, that was just that kind of day for the Bills defense. They weren't – didn't seem like they were lined up well schematically either, but they got their physical to – every turn if, if this wasn't a one game wonder and this happens again next week like in terms of the offensive lines performance like why the hell weren't these guys playing all year <laughs> i mean whew. 
I was not expecting Jackson Carmen to play that well, man. He's he's had great. real ups and downs as a guard. Aside from the part where he almost got Burrow's ankle taken out, he played a really good game. Like legitimately, there was the touchdown, the first touchdown to Jamar Chase, where he pushed the one rusher into the interior guys and then came back and pushed the other dude past Burrow. So Burrow had somewhere to step up. That was a fantastic play. Jonah wouldn't have never been able to do that. No. And I no. really like Jonah. Like we still need to see more out of Carmen before we're just declaring Carmen the better left tackle. But flashes like that make you wonder, man. Like he, yeah. he legitimately played a really, really strong game. Yeah, the whole offensive line as a unit played a great game, and they just like they really were dominant over the Bills' defensive line. And then over on the other side of the ball, like our corners just played awesome. Like not not really giving up too many like <laughs> too much too many yeah. windows for Allen to throw the ball. In all honesty, like there really wasn't much for him to go with the ball. Yeah, I mean he had they had a few big plays that just didn't quite come to fruition. But it took him forty two pass attempts to get two hundred and sixty five yards. Like that's, and he that works six? for that. They, yeah, like they, they, how, how many sacks did Allen wriggle his way out of? Like they a had lot. him under duress. <laughs> a, lot. a lot. Yeah. He was pressured on like what? 20. I saw I like think, 28. I think they would have been a lot more successful if he ran the ball a lot more. The run yeah, game with him was working. Carries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Their one touchdown where he just plowed his way just, in. They just had him running the ball like the whole like drive damn near from inside the 25 and it worked. Yeah. And I don't know why yeah. they got rid of that attack because that was their best way to win. Yeah, it, it was working. Like that <laughs> it was working by far the best. And then they just didn't do it. Their actual the run game really wasn't doing much at all. No, Cook and Singletary didn't look great. That's part of the offensive line not playing well. But and that I'm just surprised at how how what how much better the Bengals play than the Bills in the trenches. I would have thought it would have been a much closer matchup. Um, yeah, I, I thought if the Bengals were gonna win, it was gonna be like a finesse, a finesse win. You know what I mean? Like it was gonna take yeah. us scoring a lot of points, but like us to just manhandle the Bills and dominate them all three phases of the of the game and in the trenches was just really shocking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, shoot, I think the Bengals exposed the Bills as the finesse team. Clearly. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he, playing in that weather, and you've got Josh Allen as your quarterback, and you can only muster 10 points. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Bills fans right. have to be, like, upset. <laughs> like They're upset. They're very, the, the Bengals, Bills, whatever, f- fandom, ha- friendship, whatever it was, is basically dead. <laughs> at this point <laughs> uh, at least on social media it's not a thing it's just <laughs> they're pretty pissed um, yeah because um, honestly, eli apple <laughs> yeah eli apple yeah which cancun on three know, that's that yeah. which he was not making us like the heart yeah, about the mar hamlin though that was not at the yeah, hamlin yeah he was just, just using clear. an emoji like come on now yeah, like that wasn't. Is he? Yeah, is that, that emoji like? Is that his only de- emoji? Like, is he only allowed to use the freaking hand heart emoji? I mean, it's a pretty common emoji. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's just so like I don't. That was not at him. <clears throat> no. Yeah. I. He just. Yeah. Now that that's cleared up, the Bengals. I mean, he he had reason to talk a little shit. Like Stefan Diggs only had four catches for thirty five yards and 
Gabe Davis only had two catches for 34 yards. He should have had another for what 30 yards, 30, 40. Dropped it. And Cam Taylor Britt made a nice play, but he was starting to lose control before that. So starting well, to lose control. Had <laughs> dropped the ball already. <laughs> I'm gonna give Taylor Britt some credit because that was a phenomenal athletic play to get back. Yeah, it was. It was. It just didn't end up mattering. Is my like <laughs> it, it was a phenomenal play. Yeah. But I mean, man, you hold Josh Allen to that level. Like he he missed a touchdown on the first drive. I'm gonna like the Bengals yeah, defense did. didn't play perfectly because he definitely missed a touchdown on that first drive. But Joseph Osai creating the pressure probably caused it. Yeah, for sure. He uh he looked really good. Like <laughs> the whole defense, Joseph Osai did. I mean, our linebackers looked really good. Logan Wilson is fast as hell. That yeah. dude can hawk down <laughs> running backs. He yeah. looked really good stopping the run game. Oh yeah. And um, the DBs, man, creating pressure in the backfield. Von Bell had a sack. Hilton almost Mike caused Hilton. a forced fumble. I'll say he did, but it wasn't ruled that way. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that kidding. was a fumble. I think it should have been a fumble, but, you know, it didn't end up mattering. Bo- both the plays went against us. Both yeah, controversial. But, yeah. But they, they played Do you think so the well chase catch matter. was a catch? I, I didn't think it was a catch. I think by rule it's not a catch, but I, that's, I'm also that's, not a fan of the rule. Yeah, so. that's how I was explaining that to my mom because she was all riled up about this, and I was like, I was like, by rule it's not a catch, but I was like, I think it's a catch though. <laughs> is what yeah. I was saying. I was like, I think it should be a catch, but by rule it's not. Yeah, to me that should be a catch, but that's not the rule, so I think it was the right call. Yeah, I'm surprised the right there call, was that much controversy around it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like usually there's a by the letter of the law, it's the rule, but I hate the rule type stuff around that. So, mm-hmm. but didn't end up mattering, you know? They, yeah. They played. Would have helped out the they, stats. They a played little. so well that two massive calls, two massive close calls didn't end up going their way. They still won by 17 mm-hmm. yeah, on the road, in the snow, in the playoffs. Like that's, you know, that's, I don't know what else to say. They just, kick butt dominant dominant <laughs> yeah i'm with you we can get into some xavier basketball talk here um xavier did lose to depaul last week so yep. they are now ranked number 13 and then they took care of business on saturday versus georgetown in a much more competitive game than i think anybody was expecting georgetown played well they played really yeah. well especially missing two of their top three scores they played really well and primo spears is a dog that dude is Shit. good. He's very, yeah. <laughs> like, He's really, good. really good. Free him out of Georgetown. Dear God, he is good. <laughs> he that had, guy appara- can play in the league. Apparently, he was down between Pitt and Georgetown and chose Georgetown. Could you imagine Pitt if he was there right now? They'd yeah, be a definite NCAA tournament team. Like, Spears is good. Yeah, he, he's he's really good. And I mean, some efficiency struggles. I mean, his efficiency still is a bad forty-three percent. But the only reason some of the they aren't as good as you would think is just because, I mean, you're taking tough fadeaways every possession because you don't have anybody else <laughs> to yeah. do anything. Right. It. And Georgetown did finally win. They beat DePaul of all teams. So like, <laughs> they they did snap their losing streak. They they clearly had good individual talent. 
mm-hmm. the case almost the entire time under Ewing is they've got good players. They're just Ewing's not a good coach. No, but, but it's still, Pat right. Ewing. Like, like, it's yeah. the face of their school, so like they can't really. It's a tough situation. Like it's At hard this, to fire the biggest legend in the history of your school. He's making it easier though. It, he is, but like <laughs> losing it's just like twenty nine conference games in a row. Yeah, I don't know. At they're least like it wasn't Xavier. really. <laughs> they're like extreme. really bad, but it's a team Xavier lost to. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, Xavier looked rough at DePaul. Was that Tuesday or Wednesday? That was bad. Yeah, uh, that was uh, Wednesday, I think. Yeah, they they looked rough. That was not a good game for them. I mean, they still almost won, but like DePaul was not a, the best opponent. They dropped number thirteen in the recent polls. I think they looked really bad against Georgetown. If I'm gonna be honest, too, like their I think defense they worse was horrible. Georgetown than DePaul. Yeah. yeah, their defense was awful. Like, it was, Spears yeah. was getting anywhere he wanted. Like, the second half, it was a little better because Spears was more into, like, some contested shots. But, like, the first half, he was getting right to where he wanted anytime he wanted. And, like, yeah, he was. they were just giving up a ton of blown coverages, like a lot of wide-open threes, like lots of wide-open threes. Like, if Georgetown yeah. was a better team, they would have lost that game 100%. Like, if they could shoot a little oh, better because yeah. they were, like, blown coverages yeah they were they were so bad like if you listen to sean miller after the game you'd have thought they lost by yeah. 10 instead of he was by pissed. and he what was the quote at some point what was the quote just at some point go tackle him or something like that like, yeah it was something like just that just do something to disrupt the rhythm he was angry he was really I would angry. Be too i would be too this would be honestly this is like if he had the 2018 team in terms of strengths and weaknesses, not necessarily personnel, but Xavier's mm-hmm. one seed team was pretty similar in terms yeah. of their metrics, elite offense, terrible defense. And they just didn't, but they could lock that, that one seed team could lock in when they needed to this, this team has shown they, sh- they flashed it for a little bit, that ability to lock in when they need to, but they didn't do that against DePaul. Well, the problem they, is they think- struggled with it against Georgetown. That's Think about your starting part. five here. Kunkel, yeah. bad defender. Straight up, bad yeah, he's, defender. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fine team defender, but don't ask him he, to guard he, anybody yeah, one-on-one. Yeah he's, yeah, he's a good in zone, good help defense. Yeah, he can't he can't guard the ball one-on-one. Yeah. Colby Jones, pretty good defender, solid defender. Yeah. I think Nunji's horrible on defense, honestly. <laughs> like, sometimes. Nunji should be better it depends, than he is. It depends on the matchup, but sometimes he just gets cooked. Like he, yeah. it's 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 weird. He'll come to play sometimes, but like, Lockin was cooking him in the shootout, and like it really depends on the matchup. Yeah, it, yeah he's he's just not quick. He's shake. He, he can't. Yeah, he's slow. He has really slow feet, and yeah. he's slow super feet skilled, don't eat. But he, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nunji, bad defender. Fremantle, pretty bad struggles. defender. Yeah, struggles pretty bad lateral. Boom, boom is. Another, he's shaky. He's not. Boom should be better than he is. Yeah, he has the tools. Really, the only good defender, like you could say, is good is Colby. I would say of them. Yeah, Sule is frustrating because I think it was he um, has the tools to be a good defender. He's long. He's quick. Yeah, like it's just. I think it was Rick Broering at Musketeer Report talking about Sule just dies on screens. 
and he pointed that out and I went back and watched some clips of the game and he's not wrong. Like Sule takes forever to get back into the play when he gets yeah. screened like that. And that'll disrupt everything because now you're putting Colby out of position, putting Kunkel out of position. Like you need like for as weak of defenders as they are, you need to be in position as much as possible. And all teams have to do is set a high ball screen. Really? You got to no. fight harder than that. No, seriously. Like we just, Xavier's just not a very good defensive team at all. They're really not, but they should be better than they are. And I, I'm, I'm not even asking for much more. I'm asking for like, instead of 0.99 points per possession, like 0.97 points per possession. Like I think that's yeah. a reasonable like, target. If they for just, team. if they could get to middle of the pack, they'd be really like, like Ch- national championship contenders. Like seriously, <laughs> that's <laughs> like yeah. Bless you. I, but which is why there's it's a good reason that they have time still until the tournament because like. I think they could get to that level, and like, I just don't think they're there yet because of their defense. Yeah. Their offense is there. I mean, oh, Kunkel's yeah, the been showing signs that he looks more confident again because he was going through a struggle. That he's had a lot of good games in a row now, or a few yeah, good games has. in a row. Um, Boom's been a player of the year candidate all year. He's struggled a little bit more recently, but still, he's still been really solid yeah. all year. I mean, Fremantle. Career high night, tied career high night, 30 points. He looked amazing. He was yeah. dominant. I mean, they could not stop Fremantle. He was shooting threes, drill, drilling them. Um, yeah. Like, he looked great. And I think I think they're almost at their best a lot of times, like, when Fremantle, like, is running the show almost. <laughs> like, seriously, when he's... Kind of, yeah. When he's, like, facilitating and scoring, like, from that, like... Because he's a really good passer for a big man. Like, really oh, good yeah. passer. Like when he's got the ball in his hands a lot, I feel like they're at their best almost. Oh yeah, he's got he's a mismatch at that spot. Exactly for his skill set, he's just so tough to defend, and he's making the reads. He's just so tough to stop because he can make better reads than almost anybody else at that position. And if he can stretch the floor too, like you're just with as good as he is inside, you're just asking like pick your poison. Yeah, like he's I really, just, and it makes up for his defense almost when he's playing that well offensively because it's not like the effort's not there defensively. He's just no, he quick. tries. He's just not <laughs> quick. Yeah, it's the same. Nunji's just they're just slow. Like in yeah. all series, that's their biggest problem as a team. They're slow. Yeah, they're yeah, really honestly. slow. Yeah, the only one that's got they're like, a really slow skills. team is yeah. Colby Su- Sule and Adam and... are quick, but they're small. Yeah, Adam's and, just kind of, and, not trying to be like he—he's—he's he's a little—he's—he—he's he, he's slim. He's not—he's yeah. <laughs> skinny like he is. Yeah, and then yeah, Zach and Jack are, are big, but they're slow. So like, yeah, Colby's yeah. the only one that's got like great size and speed, and he's yeah. got the IQ too. So and he's long. Colby's got yeah. long arms. He's tall. Yeah, and he's locked and like he's—he's he saved them games before with his defense on the last possession, like specifically the one that pops him because if you need somebody if you need somebody to get a stop like it's not even a question on this team like who you're putting on the best player exactly i don't care if he's a big man or a guard like honestly he might be the best option (laughs) unless jerome hunter's out on the floor right yeah he can jerome hunter's out on the floor with them let jerome take the big guy yeah hunter can guard yeah it's just like you only go they go seven deep or i'd say Seven, they want to go eight deep. With Tandy. Yeah. 
And Cesar, apparently, according to Sean Miller's radio show. Well, they haven't even given him a shot, so I feel like yeah. in games, maybe practice he's been horrible or something, because in games he hasn't really they, gotten a shot. Yeah, practice, apparently he's not been good. Um, but yeah. he's gotten better enough to the point where Miller wants to try to work him in at the four. But it's like all he talks coming about up on a really tough stretch now where you know may not be able to do that. All he talks about is how great Tandy is at practice and stuff. And then Tandy like never really like he gets pulled like quick. Like Tandy came in, hit a really nice floater. Like it was a really nice move. And I was like, oh, maybe he's yeah. got a little confidence going. Maybe he can get something going. And they got pulled like a minute later. Yeah, he's I feel like Tandy, he could, I don't know. I'm just kinda I feel like he just needs a change of scenery. He really does. He yeah. just needs to get like, I'm rooting he, for him, but it's I just I think he could be a really good player if he just went somewhere else. I just think Xavier just it didn't work out between them two. Yeah. I mean he's a this is his fourth year of college anyway. So, so like, he's got he two years of eligibility left. Yeah, he might grad transfer, but who knows? He might just be done with the whole thing at this point. Maybe, but they've got a tough stretch. I don't know. We he wouldn't even Andy probably against he, UConn or Creighton this week. He'd still he'd still have two years though if he wanted to because he's got yeah like he's got COVID. the COVID year. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna be dealing with those to like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, he's got COVID and did he get a red shirt last he year? He could apply for a medical red shirt for yeah, last he year. definitely yeah. could. Yeah. yeah, so he could he could have two years if he wanted to. Yeah, but oh, we'll see. Um, yep. But that's enough Xavier talk. We'll get into UC. Um, UC played two games this week as well. Um, they looked pretty good actually. They looked a lot better than they have as of recent. Memphis, yeah. they put up a fight, which I mean, kind of kind of shocked me. It was that close. I thought I thought Memphis would have whooped them a little more, but. I mean, UC played pretty yeah. good, only lost by seven, and then they took care of business against a not-so-great South Florida team. Um, but, yeah, yeah. it's just, like, this team's going to win 20 games. They're going to go, like, 20 and 12, UC. I just, like, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. Maybe 22 and 10. They're, they're a better team than last year. Last year, I think they only had 17 wins. They're almost there. They're at 15 right now. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're improving, like, 100%. Yeah, they are. It's just, I know they looked better than expected against Memphis. And like Memphis, I really thought Memphis was going to kind of take control of that game in the second half because they were winning kind of, what was kind of big at half? Yeah, they were up by a lot at halftime. Yeah, and then UC really made it a game and tied it with what, nine, ten minutes left. Mm -hmm. And then Memphis just pulled away again. But as they looked better for sure, but you had to have that win. Your best player can't take six shots either. The Julius yeah. only took six shots. Like you can't. He had fifteen points because of the free throw line. But like, yeah. you can't take six shots if you're David DeJulius. You're not going to win games if you're taking six shots. You're the best offensive option they have. Like you can't take six shots at all. That's just not. That's yeah. not allowed from you. Yeah, you you have to be more assertive if you're him. You just you got obviously eleven assists but five turnovers and he's only taken those six shots. If like I would just, say that you got to do a little more, especially when you're matched up with Kendrick Davis might be a national championship team. If you switched and had Xavier's offense with UC's defense, because <laughs> UC can guard, they really can play defense. It's just what about Xavier's offense and Virginia's defense. Yeah. 
But he, like, even if just the just the Cincinnati teams, even like, yeah, because then you just have a solid defense. Like, it's not the best in the country or anything, but you'd have a solid defense. Oh yeah, give me give me Lockin and Oguama. For I defense. don't know what were Miller's teams bad at defense at Arizona. No bad defense. No, no, no. This will be. That's what part. I was thinking. I'm, I'm I didn't think they were, sure but I just didn't want to. I wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping on that because before I said that, but I was like, I don't think yeah, Miller no. ever had bad defensive teams at Arizona. He didn't really at Xavier either. Like I think this will be like knock on wood. This will probably be his worst defensive team by a mile. Yeah. At Xavier. But getting back to UC a little bit, it does. They probably win this game if Micah Adams Woods is just okay from the field. Yeah, it was horrible. He, he was yeah one was for ten. He was so bad. I watched. He, he had a good stretch too recently. He's been playing better. I was watching a decent amount of this game before I kind of you know focused on the Bengals game. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, like, first of all, what the hell is your scheduling AAC? But um, my takeaway is they just like. It's just something they don't have a spark offensively. Like they really don't. They don't have somebody to just be like, okay, go get a bucket, go get a yeah, whatever. Like it's just like they go through stretches where they just can't score the ball, and they go through those pretty often. And like when they're shooting, yeah. hitting jump shots, they look like a solid offensive team. The problem is when they're missing, they look just atrocious offensively, and their shot selection yep. is really bad. And they've had to work on this all year, but their shot selection is rough. Why hasn't Wes Miller instituted the make shots offense then? <laughs> really? <laughs> but seriously. Um, he might need to pull out like a he, – he really might need to do this. I'm not even – well, I, I I always hated this as a player when coaches would do this, but he might need to make the like three, five passes till you get to shoot thing. <laughs> seriously. Because <laughs> their shot selection is bad. Yeah. They the, just take – the they end up taking a lot of yeah. late late clock fadeaways, like a lot of them. Yeah, they either need to do more, really just need more movement before the last 10 seconds of the shot clock. Like, they mm-hmm. got to go a little sooner than what they do. And just to, Wes Miller needs to take this from Sean Miller, just don't take effed up shots. That's the no. best offense, right? Don't take effed up shots. Yeah. Like that, and honestly, man, look at the difference it's made for Xavier this year. Mostly the same personnel. No, Xavier pl- is the only Xavier one. has great shot selection. They really do. Yeah. They take great shots. And you're I don't think you're wrong. Like watching you see if they just had better shot selection. I think this team is a tournament team. I think they're mm-hmm. talented enough to be a tournament team. They just don't take great shots. I agree. It just like wish there was um <laughs> Wish there's yeah. a way to like help these teams out, give them a little bit of both, and you know both of them would be better better off. But <laughs> I mean, it's just like UC's eye. They're not bad. They're real. They're a solid, solid team in the AAC. Like they're yeah, they'll be an NIT team. They'll be an NIT sure. team for sure. Just like you said, yeah, they'll be an NIT team. They would probably have to win out to make the tournament at this point. Yeah, they already lost their best chance at a. Do they play Houston again? That's their next game. Saturday okay. is well, at hell. Houston. If they can beat Houston, maybe they got. Yeah, a shot. if they can beat Houston at, you can beat Memphis at Memphis. They've still got a shot for sure because those are two like really, for an outright really bid. Yeah, wins. yeah, because those are two really good wins. The problem is, I don't think that's is that happen. NKU loss. 
Yeah. yeah. I say even in that scenario, the problem is the NKU lost. You lost to the mid-major school in your area. That's that's bad. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, NKU is really good in their conference. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's a bad loss. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You just you shouldn't lose that game. No. And right now, like the loss to Temple is not looking as bad as I thought it would. Because Temple is no. what six and two in conference right now. Yeah, they're not bad at all. Yeah. I just at the time I was like, really, Temple? Temple didn't have a great non-conference, but they really showed up in in conference. Mm-hmm. So that loss isn't looking as bad, but you needed that Memphis win on Sunday. You really did. Yeah. But I mean, if they can beat Houston, then got to start talking differently because they they might have a real shot at that point. That that would be one of the biggest wins of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. For any program. Well, that'd be a big win. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, a little bit of Reds nudes. Former Reds player, Scott Rowland. We got him in the end of his career. Not during his prime yeah. by any means. But he played <laughs> played for almost half a decade on the Reds. And uh, he was on my favorite teams of my life being a Reds fan. The 2010 to 2012 Reds. Those were my favorite teams. And uh, he Same. just made the Baseball Hall of Fame. So shout out Scott Rowland. That's also awesome for him. Yep. He had a great career. Great, great defender. Definitely yeah. getting in How many for his gold glove. gloves did he have? One, four, five, six, seven? Seven gold gloves? Yeah, one of the best third basements ever defensively. And he had a really good bat, too, just not the best bat or anything. But he's definitely yeah, getting eight, in for his eight glove. Gold gloves. Eight gold gloves, yeah. yeah. He's one of the best defensive yeah. third basements ever behind, you know, Brooks Robinson and Arenado. But he's he's in that next tier. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he's a great, he's a great I've player. A Hall of, and I can say I've seen a Hall of Famer in person now. I could, yeah. do, I forgot I could do that anyway with Griffey, but and Votto will game. get in. I, I hope, hope. Man, I sure hope. But I went to that. That's last why I want game. him just to have a good year this year, so he can just yeah. like certify it, get right. get to four hundred home runs somehow, and he'll be an automatic. Yeah. Because Andrew Jones still didn't get in, which baffles me. Yeah, but like Votto with everything he did, if he got 400, yeah. would, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, when the Reds traded for Roland in 09 at the deadline. I'm like, wait, really? The Reds are trading for somebody? Like, <laughs> Train for old man Scott Rowland, baby. Yeah. I'm like talking to my dad about it. Like, why would they do this? Like, they're not, they're not competing this year. And he's like, I promise this will be better for next year. He's like, I promise yeah. this is a good move. And, and we I went, mean, and saw last, went and saw him that last game in 09. He hit his only triple of the season. Might be his only triple with the Reds. No, not quite. Definitely his only triple of that season, though. Um, so that was fun. I, I do I have fond memories in a Reds uniform. He was always fun to watch. Yeah. He made the all-star team twice with the Reds, too. Yeah. In that 2010 and 2012 year. Yeah, 2010, 2011. 2011. I don't know why he made the All-Star team in 2011. No idea. (laughs) 2010 was a really good year. Still, I don't know what first half. He only played 65 games, and his OPS was 670. So I don't know what. (laughs) I don't know why he made the All-Star team that year. But that, nonetheless. You know, 2010, man, looking at his numbers, he really should have been better than 14th in NL MVP voting. Yeah, that's a really good year. Like, yeah, he, like he won the gold glove. He was an all star. He had an 850 OPS. The problem was he played with Votto, who did yeah. win the MVP that year. 
he had a really good like career. Looking at just his accolades, I mean, Hall of Fame now, Rookie of the Year, seven-time All-Star, yeah. 2006 World Series, eight-time Gold Glover, and a Silver Slugger. Like that's a good ass career. The only thing yeah. missing that he didn't win was MVP. But I mean, like, not many people he, win MVP. Yeah, and he did have a top five finish. So like, yeah, he was he did have his? He was at one point one of the best. I mean, 2004 his OPS was over a thousand. Yeah, his OPS plus was 158 that year. That's by far like the best year of his career. Yeah, by far. Yeah, that was peak. Oh, peak Scott Rowan. Yeah. But um, yeah, great for Scott Rowan. But let's get into the him. reason everybody's here. Talk about Bengals <laughs> versus Chiefs this weekend. Um. Oh boy, the big one. Yeah. I think the Bengals have a really good shot here. I really do. I think it's going to be a close game. Kind of scares me now that we're favored by two and a half points now in Arrowhead. So at home, we'd be like almost touchdown favorites. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not, they'd be thinking we're winning by a touchdown at home. If I, yeah, if I didn't care to bet against the Bengals, I will never place bets against the Bengals. I probably would be, I, I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned to bet on them right yeah, now. Like, I would too. <laughs> Like, I know Mahomes is less than 100%, but it's still Patrick bleeping Mahomes. I, I do think, though, if he has to sit in the pocket the entire time, he won't be as effective. I, I do think that. Not I'm not yet. saying he's not going to be effect, effective, but that'll get rid well, of those um, Mahomes circle spins for 30 seconds <laughs> and then flings yeah, it the, down the field like to Kelsey. The, touch, the touchdown to Kelsey last year, yeah. Yeah. Where he was like, yeah. Um but I, I think it was Andrew Russell on Twitter was talking about Burrow is the number one graded passer inside the pocket. Mahomes is the number one graded passer outside the pocket. And then Mahomes is the eighth graded passer inside the pocket. And Burrow's is the ninth graded passer outside the pocket. So like pretty, pretty. One even guy there, wants to, I mean, they're both obviously yeah. great at both, obviously, but yeah, that's why they're the top two guys. Yeah. And this is the matchup between the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. I I mean, I, I want to say right now these are the top two teams in the NFL. The way they've been playing, I still I I still can't knock Philly out of that. I still think I, I don't knock Philly. Team. Um, the Niners are good too, though. These are the four best teams in the league, in my opinion. That made yeah. the this is the four best teams. That's really not usual. It's really not because the last half of the season these were definitely the four best teams in the NFL. Yeah, I mean Philly was the only team that really lost during that stretch. And that was just, yeah. that was just because Hurts was, was out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like legitimately. The though. Chiefs only <laughs> lost to us, right? That was their last loss was us like eight weeks ago. I want to say. Yeah. So here's, here's how the, these four teams are. The The Niners are on a, a 12 game winning streak. The Bengals, Bengals are, are on a 10 game win streak. The Chiefs have won. They're like not, eight or seven. Besides, besides playing the Bengals, the Chiefs have not lost since they played the Bills. Like that, that was like in October. <laughs> when did that game happen? October 16th. That yeah. game happened October. The Chiefs have lost once since October 16th. And the Eagles with Jalen Hurts have lost one game lost all year. Once this year. Exactly. Yeah, this is, yeah. these are some real, this, this might be incredible. the best in a while. Yeah. Cause like the Bengals last year were really freaking good the second half of the year, but like we didn't have some dominant win streak or dominant record like going no, into they the just playoffs. Caught fire. They just caught yeah. fire. Exactly. And, like, they were one of the best teams at that point, but not throughout the – like, these were the most dominant exactly. teams the whole last, like, 12 weeks of the season. Yeah. 
yeah, the Bengals haven't lost since Halloween. The Chiefs have only lost once since mid-October. The Eagles literally, like we said, the Eagles lost once with Jalen Hurts playing. And the 49ers have not lost since, like, mid-October. Yeah. This is just... It's, yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be a clash this weekend. Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm excited to watch this. We're the early game, Oh, super right? excited. Or are we the late, the late game? game? We are the late game. 6.30 this year, yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I'm amped. I, I would rather I'm be the so early happy. games, man. So would I. <laughs> it's it just less stress watching the, the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I would enjoy it if the Bengals lose, though. And then I, I would not enjoy it. Yeah, the but game. then at least my family's occupied and they can watch football while I'm off coping. <laughs> <laughs> while you're in the corner crying in your room. Just... <laughs> I really thought they had a shot this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but, mean, yeah, this. Go ahead. I will say, Bengals fans need to not, like, like don't get me wrong. I think we're going to win this game. I really freaking want them to win this game. But, like, don't, oh, they're the same old Bengals if they somehow lost, like, if they lost this game. Don't do not do that shit. Because, like, yeah, this, is... this team's going to be good for a while. We're going to have shots. We're going to have opportunities. Like, this isn't, <laughs> by yeah, any means, our last time we're going to be in the conference championship. They've got the quarterback in place. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, as long as like, as long as you've got the quarterback in play, you know your level of contention will dip and rise, whatever with your draft position. Basically, what no what did you think your quarterback is? What did you think about the the Burrow, Mahomes, Manning, and Brady, and then Josh Allen as Philip Rivers comparison? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen Rivers. I saw Roethlisberger. I've been seeing see he's Philip Rivers. Is what I've been seeing. <laughs> I mean, I, could, I see worried about. I see Roethlisberger more honestly, but that's actually yeah. good because like it just seems like my group just, chat's comparing him to James Harden. It seems like Burrow and Mahomes are going to be hard to beat in the playoffs. Like seriously, yeah, it does. Just because Burrow Mahomes just like becomes good. he's that good all the time. Burrow just like does not get flustered. Like he throws a pick and he's like, like he's down last year, eighteen in the conference championship. He's like, all right. Like, <laughs> like he just won, doesn't get phased. He's already won three road playoff games. That's more than all, but like he's five and one in the NFL playoff history. He's yeah. combined our entire franchise's total playoff wins in two seasons. Yeah, literally from the inception of the Bengals to to drafting Joe Burrow, they had zero had playoff wins. They had five. Yeah, yeah zero. And in Burrow has five, year. and then Burrow already has five in three seasons. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been impressive to watch, to say the least. Legitimately, yeah. Like, this is the fastest. Like, he's already broken the record for the most wins in the playoffs by number one pick in their first three seasons. Like, this is an unprecedented turnaround. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, dude, I'm just – I'm excited for this matchup this week. Uh, For me, yeah. what I think this game is going to come down to simply is if the Bengals can just be, like, 70% as good as they were, like, on the line and in the trenches last week, I think they're going to win the game. Like, seriously, if they can be 70% of what they were last week. I'm just worried all this building up, like, oh, the Bengals dominated the Bills and, like, they're 3-0 and against Mahomes and Mahomes is hurt. Like, I'm worried all this is building toward a tremendous upset narrative where we're going, coming out of this game like Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. <laughs> stamp it. Like, that's – and the betting line is against him. Like, that's – Has he ever like, been an underdog in a playoff game in his career? Definitely not at home. He was probably the underdog in the Brady Super Bowl. 
He might have been, yeah. I don't I don't even think they were underdogs against the Patriots in Arrowhead, though. Like, that's how ridiculous this is. Yeah, and I don't think I, I definitely think they were the favorites over the Niners going into that Super Bowl. I'm I pretty sure predicted they were. that, yeah. And then I feel like they weren't the favorites though against the Bucks because the Bucks were really freaking good that last half of the year. They were dominant. Yeah. I don't remember it all off the top of my head, but this feels like a very unique situation. Yeah, that he's a home underdog. You might never see this yeah. again in his career. Legitimately. <laughs> like, yeah. Legitimately. Like he's he's that good. And this defense is terrible this year. No way no. a defense this bad should be sniffing the conference title game. That's the now, often read in Kelsey. I, I will say with this game, unless it unless somehow we just really kind of shut them down like we did against the Bills. And, I mean, we kind of shut them down week, whatever that was. Like, they really weren't great offensively that week either. Like, Mahomes didn't look great. If yeah, we 20, did, was I'm thinking this one – I'm thinking this is a time that these teams match up and it's finally just a shootout. <laughs> like, I, I think it's got it's inevitable at some point. I mean, the first regular season game was definitely a shootout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that game. Was that 34-31? Something yeah, but that, playoffs last year and then regular season this year were not shootouts, really. No, they really weren't. Mahomes in the first matchup had 223 yards on 27 attempts. Yeah, I don't. Why do they kind of go try to run the ball against the Bengals? I've realized that he doesn't throw the ball that much against us each matchup. Have you not realized that's, that's what not Anna your wants? Huh? That's I think that's what Lou Anaruma wants. What them like, to run, run the ball? ball. It's, yeah, it's less exactly. Than Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but why do the bank? Why does the Chief play into that? It's like he has not thrown that many attempts any matchup versus the Bengals, and I don't understand why. Yeah, it's you know I'm. Why are they I'm trying really to sure. like? Why are they trying to run the ball so bad in these games? Like the Bengals say, "Fuck the run game." Every time we play the Chiefs, and it's just Burrow seven yard laser every play. Literally, <laughs> that's like what we do when we play the Chiefs. It's just seven yards, eight yards. Nine yards. I think we'll try and run the ball. This P Ryan was really good, but yeah, yeah, that's got me optimistic for this week because P Ryan had a hundred plus yards. I mean, maybe shit. What could Mixon do? Yeah, that was our backup. I forgot Mixon. Yeah, I forgot Mixon was out that game. Yeah, and he went over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, he. Oh yeah, I'm looking at. He had five yards in attempt. P Ryan did. Like, that's, you know, that's really good. <laughs> I don't care which defense you're playing. That's really good. Yeah. But, man, this is going to be tough. I think, you're, I think you're right. I think this is setting up toward a shootout. I am, too. I'm thinking that. I think It'd one be... team's going to get up early by, like, a touchdown or two, like two touchdowns, and then somebody's going to come back, and then they'll be – and then Tony Romo's going to be like, Jim, we're in for a good one right now. <laughs> These two are in, uh, so special. <laughs> Over under 2.5, he says Chase is on the case. Yeah, it's, I'm going over. <laughs> over under, how many times does he freaking lick Mahomes and Burroughs corndogs this weekend? Probably. <laughs> like, how many times does he just lather over how great they are? Uh, probably a lot. Uh, I don't think I don't think Romo can be any worse than Collinsworth with Mahomes, though. No, no, literally. Was so tough. Somebody to else will throw so a behind the back pass, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then Mahomes throws it. 
Mahomes will just drop back and throw a pass. Who else can do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's it was so funny watching that Jaguars game though. He said Lawrence overthrew Kirk on that one that Kirk dropped before the before halftime. And it's like, what are you watching? Like that was right on the time. But then Mahomes nearly fumbled the ball and he's like, what a great play. And like, we're not even making this up. Like these legitimately happened. Yeah. Like, it was, it was so bad. So I don't think Romo can be that bad with it, but it, it you know, we'll see. Yeah. You ready to get into your uh, picks for this game? Yeah, let's get to it. Um, I wasn't kidding when I said I'm worried about this narrative that's building. I feel like this is a, a unique opportunity for Mahomes where he's like, wait, am I really being talked about as the underdog here? Like I've got, like, he's going to get have this chip on his shoulder three times in a row. Like, I think he's going to break through eventually. And I'm just worried about it this time. Like, I think he's got, he's very, he's already got the chip on his shoulder for last year's AFC championship game. I think this is going to be close. I think I'm going to go 35, 31, the chiefs getting a touchdown in the last two minutes to seal the game. All right. I'm going to go Bengals 31, 28. Um, I think they'll cover the spread by 0.5 points. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to win this game. Um, I really do. I just, I'm hoping to, and so far on the year, I think when Donnie picks against us, we're like four and oh, so <laughs> I picked against him against the Titans, which in retrospect, yikes. Yeah, I don't know why you did that one, but <laughs> I, again, I thought revenge a, was a. You picked I did against it, him I, against the Chiefs. I know that. Yeah, I picked him. I picked against him in the uh, Cleveland game, but that was just tongue in cheek, so that they would. That was just because we hadn't beat the Browns. The, the yeah. Browns, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it was working. So let's keep. I can't that remember if rolling. I picked him against the Bills in the regular season, but that game was suspended, so canceled. So yeah, I don't. Did you? I don't remember, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know, but I'm excited for this weekend's matchup. We'll be back Should next be a lot week. Of fun. Hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast. Follow us on all the socials, and we'll see you all on the next one. See you guys. See you all.